Hi, this is Mike. This is Ross. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. It is Saturday, the 19th of October, which I believe is uh, Lacuna Call in Belgium Day, according to Pixel hey. on Facebook. Hello, gentlemen, how are you? Um, not bad, thank you. Yourself? I'm very well, actually. It's been a very busy week, though, and a very cold one, because my heating's broken down. No, that's not good good with the uh, impending forecast, because someone told me yesterday that November is forecast for deep, heavy snow. So uh, you can look it up. It is allegedly true, according to the Met Office. Yeah, it's going to be like that that for the whole month, like the winters of uh, 2010 and 2011, I believe. So it's going to snow for the whole month. Mm, I don't don't like snow. (laughs) I hate snow. Yeah. Not good for the trains. Oh, not it's just it's not good for anybody. I and mean, this country just doesn't deal with it at all. And everybody goes, well, why do you hate snow? Snow's lovely and white. It goes, yeah, it's, it's lovely and white for the first two hours. And then it just goes nasty and black and solid and icy and becomes a nightmare. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. Great. Okay. Well, yeah, so hopefully my heating will be sorted out by then. But, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that at all. So what have you guys been up to? Um, mainly work in my uh, new location in Salford, so that's that's going all right so far. Cool. How about you, Russ? Sunny Salford, yeah, much the same. I'm now flitting my time between the seeded delights of Greenwich, Thamesmead and Harrow, which took me about six hours to get there and back from yesterday, so that was great fun. Oh, delightful. Mm, well, there we go. Well, we've got some news yeah. for everybody this week, haven't we? So, uh, as has been posted on quite a few places on the interwebby thingy. Um, Lacuna Cola finished the recording of their forthcoming album. So it's now down to the mixing stage, which I always see as the equivalent of um, principal filming as completed on a movie and it now needs to go to the editing room. That's the Post-production. Post-production time, yes. Which, <laughs> which is going to take some time. I, I guess what this does mean, though is that it's unlikely that we're going to hear anything new on the upcoming tour, I would mm. have thought. Because typically, I would, I, would, I would have thought, and again, I'm not speaking from experience, really. It was just, I'm just speculating that at least the mixing would need to be done um, before they could take a song on tour. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Similar to what they did with um, Dark Adrenaline, I think they just finished mixing it, and once they were happy with that, was when we sort of started to hear Kill the Light and Trip the Darkness, so it's it's probably going to be a bit of time, Um, plus as they're out on a a support tour after the the Belgian Metal Female Voices Festival, you'd probably expect them to stick with a a hits package, for want of a better word, in the the support slot, and then bring out the new songs when they're going full swing in the new tour. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if we, when we'll hear a song, a single, something, a tease from the album, um, how long after, say for example, the the forthcoming tour with Paradise Lost, uh, it is before we, we hear a song off the album. I'm hoping it'll be sometime this year, a nice little Christmas present, yeah, so, something to keep us warm through those cold wintry November months or something. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a slice, a slice of panettone and a new song there. You uh, go. Yeah, that would be very cool. A good way to uh, to celebrate Christmas. But yeah, I, I, I guess I know earlier on in the year when we knew they were recording, and of course we all knew that they were coming on tour with Paradise Lost. Um, that uh, I was kind of hopeful that we might hear something, but I suspect that's not going to be the case. The other thing that's come out 
I think it was this week, was the fact that uh, the band are playing all of Karma Code at the, am I going to get this right, the Metal Female Voices Fest. Did I say that right? Eric. Uh, yeah. I, I swear yeah. Eric's going to kill me one day. I keep saying it wrong. He's going to come over and beat me up. Um, that festival with the women. The festival with the women. <laughs> <laughs> the sound incredibly southern. That's... Yeah, so they're playing all of Karma Code, which I think is really, really cool. And I know Karma Code's one of his albums. It's, it's got a bit of stick over the years, and I think it's actually that's a little unfair. Um, but we'll come on to that, no doubt, in, in a f- quite a few, well, actually, not that far away now, a few weeks' time, when we start reviewing Karma Code. I know it's got some corker songs on it, and I, I've always said it's one of those bands, one of those bands, one of those albums, which I think is really comes into its own when it's played in front of a live crowd. Um, I, I think the... Uh, the crowd over at the Metal Female Voices Fest. I think I just said that right two times in a row then. I, I, yeah, you t- did. You're yeah, on to a winner. I am on to a winner this morning. Um, yeah, I think they're on for in for a real treat, actually. And I'm, mm. I'm actually very jealous of everybody that's managed to get there for this uh, this festival. Now, I must admit, I actually listened to Karma Code for the first time in a while last night, and um, it, it still sounds fresh. I mean, there's other things about it that we'll come on to in the review, as you mentioned, but um, it's definitely one of those, you know, live albums, songs to be played live. Agreed, agreed. And there's a few songs off there that I've not heard live, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that they might do something like that at the Paradise Lost support tour. See, now you've got me wondering when you say that. I'm trying to think what songs off of that album have I not heard live. Uh, well, we'll have to think about that one later. So yeah, that's quite exciting, and I, I'm sure we'll get some uh, reviews back from from the show. Really cool stuff. I like the idea that they're playing albums, full albums now. I know, I, I know that format isn't for everyone, but uh, I kind of like that. I think I mean, it's, it's a good way of approaching a, a support tour. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think it's the sort of thing that you should do in isolation if you're uh, if you're headlining a tour. I think there are people that want to see more of you than you know, the contents of one album, but I think it's quite an interesting thing to do, um, if you know, in other circumstances. So yeah, cool. Uh, what else we got on? Oh yes, uh, this week of course, uh, um, Arian released uh, the Theory of Everything, and you can listen to Christina on the song of the same name. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's posted on the front page of Empty Spiral, and of course you can hear it in other places. I quite like it. I mean, Erin's very much rock opera, opera, I should say. I've probably not listened to one of their albums for quite some time now, but I think I might pick this one up because I like what I heard. What did you think? Yeah, it's quite interesting listening. I've ne- never heard anything by them at all before, so it's uh, it's quite a new thing for me, but it's, I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, what I heard, I mean, clearly the guy is very, very super talented musically, so um, it's, it's definitely something to check out. It's definitely different. Yeah, definitely. Um, if we say if you want to hear Christina use her voice in a very different way, then uh, do check it out. It's Arian's The Theory of Everything. Uh, I'm sure you can find it out all good online um, purchasing places of note. Oh, yes, EmptySpiral.net. So over last weekend, uh, myself and my admin, we migrated ES to Shiny New Servers. So uh, I'm not sure if the servers are made from one block of aluminium like my Mac, but uh, I'm kind of hopeful that they yeah. are. <laughs> uh, there have there been a couple of teething problems uh, which we're working on in the background but there should be nothing noticeable by anybody coming to the site if you do spot something do let me know uh, suffice to say that uh, there's a notable speed increase in the servers not that it was slow beforehand but it's it's now that just a little bit snappier so that, that's cool 
couple of weeks ago on the podcast and on Twitter. Uh, we threw out there, if you've got any questions for us, do ask away. And at 007S underscore AMC asked Empty Spiral, what's the story behind the LC logo? So I, I asked a certain um, Italian bassist this, who I knew would probably know the answer, and uh, he, he he got back to me and uh, he said, well, firstly, if you don't know the Lacunacore logo now, the current Lacunacore logo is has got like that kind of sweeping downward drooping, almost looks like a moustache with a nose above it. Um, <laughs> uh, I just made that up. Just That came into my head. That just said, if you don't know it, because it's not always obvious, that, of course, is LC. It's not easy to see. It's actually makes more sense. It's more obvious if you start at how it first looked, which was uh, with the Inner Reverie album, I believe. It might even have been. Was it even with the EPs? But there was a curling, very kind of curly S and a C just next to each other. What Marco did part after Inner Reverie was he drew it in a kind of a more Japanese style. So you'll see kind of hard L and a C overlapping each other. I'll post some links in our show notes to to what I mean. Um, and once that that was probably like that for what a couple of albums, I would say. Probably I'm thinking Unleashed Memories and Comal- uh, yeah, Comalize. I think it, yeah. it stayed that way. Uh, and then he changed it one more time because he wanted to go more what in his own his own words more symmetrical style. And he wanted it in a kind of more goth, modern way. And that's when he combined the, the two much more over each other. And it became like the Lacuna Core logo that you see today. So it's it's really as simple as that. The, it's just LC, one over the top of the other. And then over the years and the albums, that style has changed. And has been that way for three albums now. I, I can't see them changing it anytime soon. I like it. It took me a little bit of a while to get used to it because I was obviously, when I got into Lacuna Coil, it was the old logo. Well, the sort of the old logo, not the oldest, but the the, what, the Japanese style logo. Um, and now we've seen it this way. What's your favourite one, guys? Um, I would go for the Unleashed Memories. Me, I'm a big fan of the current one. It's It's, it's been an evolution. Um, and it did, on first impression, take a bit of getting used to because you were used to the original logo. But I really like the current one. I think it works really well. There was a, another one, wasn't there? You might remember around the Karmaco days, I think it was, where it was a circular one. Do you remember that one where they kind of crammed the oh, yes, L and the yes, C yeah. into a circle? And that didn't last very long. I did, I did I did wonder if it was just a kind of an online style. I used it for a while on Empty Spiral, but it it uh, it, it didn't. I, did, I don't know why they they changed it again. Maybe they didn't like it, or maybe it, it was never intended to be anything more than a, a simple piece of marketing at that time. Um, but yeah, I like the current one as well. Although, as I say, it did take me a little while to get used to it. Um, I'm just reminding myself now what it's like. So just to say, it's not quite a droopy moustache, but you'll see it. You've got a, a vertical <laughs> line which forms the the, the the vertical of the L. Uh, you've then got the the curling horizontal line across the bottom, which is supposed to be the the horizontal part of the L. And then you've got a kind of a square that goes across and down and across again, which is the C. So there you go. Hopefully that's answered your question. Uh, if anybody else has got any questions, just let us know. Uh, we'll do our best to answer them for you, whether it's about us, whether it's about the podcast, whether it's about Lacuna Carl, or, or I suppose anything else for that matter. Um, or ask us about the weather. You could ask us about the weather, yes, of <laughs> course. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll be happy to uh, 
to give you as much information as the Met Office will fall out. And you could do that on our Twitter feed or any of the other places that you can typically get in contact with us. Okay. Uh, gosh, what else have we got? Um, on the subject of Twitter and and uh, social networking, the Empty Spiral Facebook page is on 1,893 likes. So we've only got a few more to get to 2,000. So if you're not liking our page, why the hell not? Uh, head over there and give us a like, please. I really want to get us to 2,000 very, very soon. Finally, for news, we've got a Twitter competition coming up. I figure it's time that we gave our followers on Twitter a little bit of love. So I'll be posting a competition very soon just for followers followers of Empty Spiral Net on Twitter. Uh, so if you want to win something Lacuna Core related, then look out for the tweet. And of course, don't forget to follow us. Okay, well, we're having a little bit of a discussion about something a bit different this week, aren't we, Mike? What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe it's bands that we um, like listening to and that we're currently into, I think. Okay. All right. Uh, who wants to start? Is that you, Rush? Do you want to start this one? Me? Well, I've recently picked up the new Alter Bridge record, Fortress. Uh, it's quite good. Um, it's not as good as the earlier albums. I still think Blackbird, the second record, is the best one. So that's been sort of the, the most played on my playlist this week. Uh, going back to my more traditional listening, it generally stems from anything early 90s, sort of Seattle grunge, so Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, uh, and probably exploring out a bit more into Smashing Pumpkins and sort of a, a wider realm. Um, and then obviously the, the the seedy heights of new metal that I'm sure everyone remembers and loves. And, um, you know, around about that time, sort of, you know, 99, 2000 was when I got into Lacuna Core, and it's uh, been onwards and upwards ever since. How often do you listen to the, uh, the the 1990s, you know, Seattle grunge? Is that still something you listen to a lot? That's still, that's still regular. Um, as I said, Nirvana was probably one of my biggest bands growing up, biggest influence as a kid. Um, but I probably listened to from early 90s or alternative rock, as it was known at the time, Generation X. Mostly Smashing Pumpkins these days more than anything else. Yeah, and the new metal. So you're a controversial new metal fan because it still gets I, a bit I, of stick, doesn't it? New metal. It does. It does. It's, it's an acquired taste. But the how do I say this? There's a lot of people with pros and cons for it. But the I like to class it as the the decent side of new metal. So you know the classic Corn albums, the first Cold Chamber record. You know, I'm not certainly not sitting here saying I listen to you know Crazy Town and Otep. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Then. But you might. What are you into? Well, currently, I'm not really into anything new. I'm stuck, well, as it were, musically in the past. Um, with I, I'm very big into uh, like metal, for instance. So I, I like um, anything from Metallica to um, I don't know something softer like Alice Cooper, um, through to Rammstein, uh, Motley Crue, Motorhead. I'm a big fan of. If you uh, both saw that. Um, we went to see them at Download this year, mm-hmm. and um, going back to other like other completely different genres. Like I love um, a huge Elvis fan, the Beatles, um, Black Sabbath, which is like the link between uh, well softer stuff in their earlier work and their metal. So kind of a huge mix really, but nothing new. So I need, I need some pointers in the right direction or something. I should I should be uh, into that's quite quite modern at the moment. Other than the Lacuna Core, the band that I'm into the most is probably Anathema, which I absolutely adore Anathema. I think they're, they're certainly up there as my second favourite band, and their most recent album, Weather Systems, which came out last year, is, is one of the most beautiful albums I've ever heard, and I could listen to that pretty much every day. 
Uh, other bands I'm enjoying right now, uh, well, pretty much Catatonia is constantly on my playlist. Uh, that's with a K rather than a C, if there's any English or Welsh fans <laughs> out there. Um, <laughs> I'm into the Catatonia, which is the Swedish metal band, uh, not the Welsh pop band, I think it is. <laughs> sang about the X-Files. Uh, sang about the X-Files and Road Range and stuff. No, that, that's not the Catatonia I'm into. Um, sorry, Ceres, uh, you're not for me. So anybody that... I, I say I listen to a Catatonia a lot, and in this country they're really like, what? Catatonia? Catatonia? Like, no, 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 a very different one. Um, and of course they're touring with Paradise Lost and Lukunikov uh, in a couple of weeks' time, which makes me very, very happy. Uh, they've got some great albums I think uh, Dead End Kings is very much has come out last year very much worth checking out uh, other bands uh, Riverside uh, which is a progressive rock band from Poland and uh, again they're, they're Shrine of the New Generation Slaves which came out very early this year uh, really good album and uh, worth your time uh, on the subject of, sort of good this or good bands for listeners of Lacuna Core I, I think this is something that I've picked up just in this conversation and I think it's a reflection of the fact that Lacuna Core's music in unto itself is very diverse. It's that they because they, they're very much cross genre, I think their fan base is very cross genre. And I've noticed in the last ten years of running forums on Empty Spiral and talking to fans, no two fans like the same music with Lacuna Core, other than Lacuna Core. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a, a crossover, there'll be there'll be people like myself that that like the the amazing band The Gathering and of course um, Annika herself who you know if you've not checked out her music then you need to because she's got one of the greatest female voices in music I think I think she's absolutely amazing but there's also the likes of Epica and Delane and of course Nightwish and you know they're they're an an Evanescence and 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 Howlstorm and there there is there is clearly if you like Lacuna Core you typically like female fronted rock metal vocals so you will um, probably like those bands. But then again, I've spoken to people that don't like any of those bands and just like Lacuna Coil. I just think the fact that Lacuna Coil's music is so diverse just means that the musical taste of their fans is so diverse, which makes for a very eclectic mix. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely, I agree. I mean, I I can love listening to Elvis one minute and then flick on, I don't know, a Ramstein CD, so... Well, I suppose it depends on your mood, but I also agree with the uh, musical tastes and Lacuna Cole are um, a band where obviously we all love them very much, but it's it's interesting, like you say, that it's something that you can dip into or dip out of um, as, as a music fan and your musical tastes. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of certainly one of Lacuna Coil's strengths is the diversity of the the styles of music that's incorporated in the albums. I mean, you know, you take a song like Humane that we'll we'll discuss shortly is very different to say, a, you know, a chugging more heavier riff orientated song like what I see off Karma Code. So there's there's different eras, different styles, different textures, and there's certainly something there for you know most people to pick up who's a who's a fan of rock, who's a fan of metal, or someone who's into the metal female voices festival genre specifically um, to pick up and enjoy. I I, I think uh, because of that, there was always this sense of anxiety when they bring out a new album, which I I'd, I've never really feel with any other band. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily because they're my favourite band. I think it's because they go in a different direction with every album. 
whether yeah. intentionally or otherwise. I think it just reflects their own diverse tastes and how they want to make music. So I know what I'm going to get when I get another Iron Maiden album, pretty much. You know, okay, it's going to have some variation of it, but I pretty much know what I'm going to get. Um, it's going to have the gallop. Yeah, it's going to have the gallop, yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to get when I get a new Lacuna Core album. And it's, it, it makes every album a, a new journey, a new adventure. Oh, one thing I did mention, you were talking about old music, Mike, that you're into, and the Beatles and Elvis, both of which I, I enjoy greatly. You probably don't listen to them as as much as yourselves. I, I, my background is from the kind of the Iron Maidens and the Metallicas, but at the same time, I was also listening to the likes of U2 and the Smiths and and uh, Depeche Mode. So that was kind of my 80s uh-huh. <laughs> musical journey. And then the 90s, Russ, like you say, uh, I, w- I was into... Um, grunge, and then I kind of fell out, fell out of love, I guess, with with metal. And I went to very kind of, I say, okay, almost popular music. I would describe it by UK standards. Uh, and then early nineties, early nineties, early two thousands, kind of came back into metal again and almost rediscovered my love for it. So, it's been quite an interesting journey. And and discovering Lacuna Coil was taking that journey in completely new places again. Um, because of meeting people and talking to people on the Empty Spiral forums, which have introduced me to all kinds of different kinds of music. So I think just to sort of bring this one to a close, then, um, I'd be interested to know what uh, what kind of music fans of Lacuna Coil are into now. So do let us know. Post on the forums, put something on our Facebook page, and we know that we can get into a discussion about it. Uh, I just think it's absolutely fascinating that... Um, the fan base is so diverse in musical tastes. Um, but we're all linked together for our love of Lacuna Curl, which is great. That brings us on to our review this week, which is Humane, taken from Lacuna Curl's album Comanize. And I think it's Russell's turn to start this week, isn't it, Russ? I think it is. Oh, so, okay, right. Uh, oh, go me. Yeah, High good five. Guess, good guess. But, uh, right, Humane. Obviously, as a song, it begins with that haunting vocal melody from Christina, which is combined with that sort of textured keyboard. Um, I love how the drums enter this song very high and prominent in the mix, backed by the heavy bass. And I think it's it's something that is more noticeable throughout Comalize as an album as to how strong the rhythm tracks are on this, which I think some some people, you know, you can sort of not necessarily pick up on how high the quality is, uh, but just carries the song. So I think this is a very strong album for both Mackie and Critz in terms of that rhythm section, because every song just is, is brilliant. Um, I love the Andrea opening vocal line, which sort of comes in very unexpected, I think, because it contrasts with that sort of melody slash lullaby that Christina's sort of singing. Um, again, sticking with the, the mention of the drums, I love the accents on the ride cymbal under Christina's vocal melody, just, uh, just before it kicks into the joint vocals between the two. 
Looking at the song from a perspective of both lyrics, vocally and, and musically, I think the song's perhaps stronger musically than it is vocally or lyrically, but I think it's the, the structure of the music and the song itself that actually allows the vocal melodies to work as well as they do and sort of shine throughout the song. Um, I like the outro, which again is very interesting. It's different with that sort of choir-like operatic, I suppose, vocal sample. And looking at it lyrically, um, again, I take this as a another darker song about reflection um, and possibly the end of a relationship. If I had to pick out a line, I think the key line and the best line in the song is your hell is when you dream and I'm awake. And obviously we talk often about sort of poetic lines of like Lacuna Coil songs. I think that's another great one. Mm. Yeah, that's my favourite line as well. Yeah. What do you think of this, Mike? Yeah, I completely agree. I think that the... It, to me, the bass and the uh, the drums do stick out very much on this, but also the symphonic style of uh, how it flows as a song, and I think that works very well uh, throughout it. It's um, it works. Uh, I think it glides along as one of these songs that fits perfectly so far in the album, and um, lyrically, it is quite a sad, almost like breakup song where one person's drifting along with uh, with collecting the thoughts I think and um, not knowing where they are in life is my message that I get from it yeah this is an interesting song I think it's fair to say uh, I agree with both points that you've made there all the points that you guys have made especially around the um, the bass and the rhythms I think that's one of the certainly the strongest aspect of the music I think the lyrics probably are my favourite part of this song I think in terms of those lyrics, the message to me, I, I never really saw it as a kind of a breakup song, although I can see why, and, I, I, and I'm not suggesting that my interpretation is any better than anyone else's. I always saw this as quite a simple message, possibly because of what I perceived to be the relatively simple structure of the song. I, I figured it was about pain and dealing with pain and heartache and, and the power of love, to, to quote Jennifer Rush. Um, but you know, it was that, that that kind of message I get through it is essentially your your love and what you hold in your heart can carry you through. Uh, and that's what makes you human, that pain, hence, hence the title of the song, Humane. That's the strength of the song itself. I really like the vocal melodies that we hear through this. And my favourite line is the one you mentioned, your hell is when you dream and I'm awake. I, I, I think that's... I, I can't easily interpret what's being the message being delivered there but i really like the overall style of the, the way that the, the the lyrics are constructed constructed i should say and the the, the simple message even if the, the the actual the meaning is somewhat oblique which is i guess probably the the best um the best songs have that kind of structure i'm I don't, i'm not a big fan of the the keyboards in this i i think a, a simple guitar would have worked better, but that's just me, you know, and uh, it's just my personal opinion. It's my, I, I do think I bet this song would have been beautiful as an acoustic song if they'd have done an acoustic interpretation. If you may, I would have been marvelous with a few simple guitar chords. Um, I, I would have loved to have heard that. I, I think it's a lovely song. Uh, I, I, it's. It's not one of those songs I easily connect with. I can understand why so many people like Humane, but it isn't one that I connect with the message or with the song itself. So it's quite... It's, I wouldn't say it's a long way from my favourite song, but it's its its not a highlight for me on the album. It's a good song, though. What would you give it score-wise? Um, I'd probably say, for me, it's, it's a solid seven. Um, I agree very, very much with the point that you just made. 
said he, he is a good song, um, but one of those that's more difficult to connect to and n- not my favourite, but that's not taking away anything from the song, so solid seven. Okay, Mike? Yeah, I agree. It slots in well on the album, but I think previous to that and for songs that we've got to come, I think they outstrip where where you would uh, see it score-wise, so I'll also give it a seven. Are you guys like hacked my computer and checked out my notes or something because <laughs> so I put when I when I wrote down my notes about him and I put 7 out of 10 and you've both said it so now it's like I'm I, once again like I'm following you guys around um, I, I give this a 7 out of 10 as well for the, the very reasons I said I think it's a good song I, I can understand why people love it I think it, like you say Mike it fits well on the album um, but it's not my favourite and I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a skippable song it's a beautiful song but it's it's one that I don't necessarily easily connect with so yeah 7 out of 10 good song though alright well that brings us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral Community Podcast uh, gosh, we, I'm getting ready for the tour soon. What about you guys? Uh, next week, I'm going to be in Scotland. I'm going to a friend's wedding where I'll be taking pictures and uh, doing a reading, um, which I'm quite looking forward to. It's always good to go to a wedding and, and have a good time. What about you guys? Um, mainly work for me this week, but later today I'm going to uh, going to the football to watch Manchester United, so that should be good, hopefully. Me, I'm going to be spending tonight in indulging myself in some 80s nostalgia. I'm off to see the uh, new Stallone Schwarzenegger film, Escape Plan. Excellent. And um, yeah, the rest of the week I think will be spent uh, finishing up season three of The Walking Dead, which uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying at the moment. I've got about four episodes to go, and uh, it's, it's a lot better than season two. Not that season two was bad, but they've definitely taken it up a gear. Yeah, season two was very much a, a human drama story set in a, a world of walkers. We're not allowed to call them zombies, are we? Um, <laughs> but uh, season three yeah, definitely up the, the stakes. And season four started last last night. I'm not going to tell you what happened, but it was actually a pretty cool episode. Cool. I'm glad you said um, you know World of Walkers and not World of Warcraft because if you had, I would have got really worried. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be quite <laughs> interesting to see a lot of uh, cosplayers running through the middle of the prison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So if you want to contact us on the Empty Spiral podcast, you can, of course, do so via the, the website over at www.emptyspiral.net. And if you go to the link on the front page to the podcast, that you can contact us through there, or you can even scroll right to the bottom and check out the contact us and just uh, put in your question or comment or whatever you want to do. Uh, and uh, yeah, we can contact you back. You can also email us, which is podcast at emptyspiral.net. Uh, check out our Facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net and as I mentioned earlier we're on Twitter look out for the competition which is at emptyspiralnet uh, I hope you all have a great week everybody and we'll speak to you very very soon take care cheers thanks <laughs>